moaning, coffee moaners. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. I'm hoping you can hear us from now because I suddenly got a flashback. Do you remember the days when we used to do cheese jokes? And you remember that mug? Let me see if I can find the mug that Zoe got me. Um, so can people tell us cheese jokes, please? Because cheese jokes always make me laugh. What do you call a cheese with which there's no negotiating? <laughs> a fait accompli. Oh! Oh, I can't Bottom. find the cheese. I can't find the cheese mug. Come on, give me another cheese. Um, what did what did the um, person say? Ticket? What? What did the cheese say to the bear? To come out of the bushes. Halloumi! No. Come on, bear. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. What does the bit what does the cheese say to itself in the mirror? Hello me. Hello me. That's what I said. How do you why is it a different <laughs> Hello me? Oh my god, come on, where are the cheese jokes? Bring them on. Cheese, 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 please, Louise. My mum and dad, when we were growing up, they would always say cheese, please, Louise. Cheese, please. Why do we say because, cheese when we say cheese? Because it was an advert, apparently, where she would go, cheese, please, Louise. And they used to say it all the time. Does anyone remember that ad? Cheese, please, Louise. Mum and Dad, are I'm, you here? I'm now working backwards from the cheese. Hi, Russ. Haven't seen you for a while. I'm working backwards. So, Gorgonzola. What joke can we make about Gorgonzola? Somebody said there, Mark, I love your Uranus jokes. Oh, hang on. There's a cheese joke. What do you call a cheese... That isn't yours. Nacho cheese. Oh, <laughs> oh brilliant. Runny cheese. And nacho cheese. Cheesy cheese. Um, come on, more cheese jokes. Come on. Oh, I had a good one the other day. Hang on. Hang on. Here's, hang on. What's a cheese's favourite music? R and Brie. Boom boom. <laughs> I love that. Um, Best South African runner, Gorgonzola Bud. Gorgonzola oh, Bud. Chin chin on the chin chan. Faith oh, Goodman oh. says, Edam is my favourite cheese. So then do you like Gouda? Because Gouda with cumin seeds in. Oh. Ya Habibdi. Can I just say about cheeses though in general? Because I want to have a, I want to dig into this a little bit more. What is it? The blue cheese is something you come to as you get older. It's a really, do you really like, do you weird. Like I used to hate it, and now mm. I can eat it. Remember, I didn't used to like coffee, and now I like coffee. I love Havarti. What's it? What's it? Havarti. That's very mild and holy. I hate Edam. Hate it. It's like rubber. Do you know what, guys? It's like rubber. Oh my gosh! Should we tell them what we did yesterday? No. Yeah. All right. Well, why are you asking? Well, you're just wasn't a question. I wanted you to say yes because I'm just saying it was a rhetorical question. So yesterday we went to Marylebone Village, very posh. I hung out Mark, with Sophie Ellis Baxter, Mark, um, Dina, and I, and it was the turning on of the lights because we just thought, God, there's so much, just just so miserable, isn't it? Everything, every way you look, and we just thought, let's let's go and film some really nice, cozy stuff for you guys. Well, it was like it was Christmas Eve in a nice way. We really went to was. this beautiful shop, Bailey and Sage. We didn't buy a single thing. I have to say, I felt, I felt a little bit underdressed. Uh, yeah, he, well, we'll save that. We won't tell them what you were dressed in. a little in. bit underdressed. Um, but it was the most Christmassy shop ever, wasn't there? There was snow. There was a Ferris wheel. 
There was snow, there was snow, there was snow. So Mark is going to edit that once he's done the song. There were children running around, cheering and chittering and chattering. Laughing at him. (laughs) They were freaking at me, actually. So embarrassing. Sophie Ellis came, she was so friendly. Sophie Ellis, Betsa turned on the lights. She turned me on, I turned on the lights, absolutely. She's just, she hasn't changed since she was six. It's weird. She's had five children. She Look talked about her. three of them up there. She well, Dina amazing. said she's had five children. I didn't think she'd had five. She, had she said that her and her mum, Janet Ellis, used to shop in Marylebone, which I, which mm, made me, posh. well, I was about to say, it made me pause and think, that's a different type of London. Every <laughs> shop we went in, me and Dina, Dina was like, yeah, we need of the to prettiest, get back to <laughs> Two of the prettiest pubs ever. And in fact, a really posh lady parked her Range Rover somewhere, looked at what I was in. I've never seen someone look more... No, but also, Dina was like walking by going, oh, look how everyone, oh, posh people are laughing. Because it was like, looking, oh, what, what, what fun. People were laughing at you, Mark. Not with you, laughing. But people were laughing with you too. But anyway, you're going to see it. You're going to see it. We're doing it as a prequel to Vlogmas. If you are new to here, Vlogmas is our daily family Christmas reality show. It goes out from the 1st of December every day. And we don't have any news in it. We don't have anything. It's just coziness and silliness and craziness. But what we are and introduced- so make sure you subscribe to the channel and hit the notification bell. It doesn't cost you anything because then, as we because we're going to do surprise little bits of Christmas before. If you've hit the notification bell, YouTube will tell you. Also, for family guests, we're going to be doing some surprise lives across the whole festive season. We're just going to go live, and God only knows where we're going to be. We're also going to introduce a regular slot where Dina and Nadia are alternately on other days going to do pole dancing. It's going to be fantastic. Not. He's now Greasy lying. poles and lots of lying. lingerie. Right. Come on. Because we've got a meeting at 11. The reason, the reason you're pole dancing is because Santa comes from the North Pole. That's true. Polar dancing. Uh, BBC Quiz of the Week Day, yeah, absolutely right. At the end of this, we are going to be doing BBC Quiz of the Week. Actually, actually, sorry, on the Baileys question, also you'll see what happened in the film. Somebody got some brownie points. It's like an amuse-bouche. Is that what you call it? It's an amuse-bouche. It is something to amuse your bouche, your mouth. Is that what that means? Yes, a little something to amuse your bouche. The amusement of the mouth. The amusement of the mouth. So to get you warmed up for all the other culinary delights that are going to come. I tell you what, if I'm really honest, I every now and then... Oh, welcome, Gemma. Well, we will sing you a song if you've become a member today because every new member gets a song. Make a note. Every time it pops up every now and then when we're doing all of our stuff on the channel, Vlogmas pops up and I I end up... It's very funny. I know. It's very silly. I can't watch it. It's too embarrassing. It's an amuse-bouche. Okay, so (sighs) let's go to the news. No, no, no. I'm not going there yet. We've got got a problem. Yeah, I know. I know. But I've got the quiz to do. So you're going to have to peel off and then I'll join you straight after this. Um, So here's the thing, guys. Here's the thing. We there's a question that I've wanted answered for a very long time. It's a killer question. It's a killing question. It's a it's a it's a really important question. Why do dogs shove their heads out of windows? I think they like to feel free. Oh, do you know what? Have we got an answer to this then? Yeah. Is there an article? Yeah. Oh, why do they? Why do they? I'm going to show you. Oh, Oh my God. Maybe I haven't pulled it. Oh, no. No, anyway, I know the answer. The answer is to do with the ways in which their noses work. For 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 a dog, by all accounts, 
popping your nose out the window for a dog is like us as humans potentially being able to what, putting on virtual reality goggles. Wow. It stimulates so many senses. Oh. And it's like an enema of the nose. So it both freshens up the nose, it clears their nose, and it makes their most their strongest asset even, even stronger and oh, able to wow. pick up even more things. And apparently I didn't realise that cockapoos, poodles themselves, cockapoos, have they, they can pick up something like three thousand five hundred individual smells at any time. Which wow. could account for why Chi Chi is cross eyed. Because in this household, there's a lot of smells, especially when Dean is it. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Wet nose. No, so they have Do wet never, nose. Ne- never have a vegan sister. That's all I can say. What is wrong with her? Did you hear that in the back of the Mark, car? stop. I now. had to get it. No, you've it. gone too far. Stop. Well, stop. I had to get a valet. I'm going to tell her. So, yes. No, so, Dina hasn't seen the John Lewis ad yet yesterday. She's yet, going to. Yet yesterday. And <laughs> part, part, part two of the adverts is coming to. I, a lot of people going, this isn't the same advert that we did. Marks and Spencer have got a couple of adverts. We've got the other ones. They're all locked. They're all loaded. Okay. So we're going to talk about, um, we're going to step towards the news. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry, everyone. We're going to step towards the news. Braverman. Suella. Let's have a look at the headlines. Let's just see how the press is covering it. Give Suella her marching orders, says the Metro. Um, in, sa- in, 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 in inverted commas. In inverted commas, absolutely. So, someone, so who said that? We don't know because we can't read the small print. Mm-hmm. Um, sack me if you dare. Wow. Braverman defies PM's authority. This is the idea that people who support her are saying, come on then, mate. If you think you're hard enough, sack me. That's what she's saying. What sack has she got think, on if him? If you think you're hard enough, sack me. Um, Suella's future teeters on the brink, says Daily Express. Um, this, is, this is the one. Oh, no, it's not. Sunak faces call to sack. So lots of people are obviously, you know, Jeremy Hunt was on telly this morning uh, refu- and actually said, I wouldn't have chosen the word she said, but he, he stepped back from condemning it or saying that she'd done wrong. Really? Yeah. Everyone's sort of playing it a little bit kind of, we're going, we're going to get to the mirror she's somebody that's got a lot of WhatsApp, me- WhatsApp messages or something that she's screenshot from these people? I think she's, she's definitely holding. got something on Rishi. I think yeah. it might be the detergent that stops his clothes from shortening when he washes them. Um, <laughs> pressure grows on Sunak to sack Braverman over clash with police, says the Guardian. But look at this. Come for Suella and you come for us all. This, this headline really, really scares me. This is the Mail. This is the Daily Mail. This is a really, I think, scary. Now, obviously... Um, they're, they haven't even put it in inverted commas. They've said Tory rights warning. And by not putting it in inverted commas, they're kind of saying it's what they think too, because they haven't put it into they haven't put it in inverted commas. So come for Suella and you come for us all. Tory rights warning to Rishi. Um, this is, this, well, let's move on to the mirror because it's not all disheartening because as Faith Goodman rightly says, the front of the Daily Mirror actually, and I have to say, I found the mirror sort of a spineless publication in recent months. But, but this is good. They fought and died for our freedom, freedom of speech and thought and protest. To Suella Braverman, how dare you try to take that away? To the marchers, remember who won you these freedoms? To Britain, we must all resist cynical efforts to whip up hatred. Mm. And I think that's fair, and I think that's balanced. Um, mm. But that is frightening. Mm. That is really frightening. Because what we're in a situation now, really the debate now is, is just for a moment in this country, for anyone who's obviously, you know, the... The onslaught is still happening in Gaza. The hostages. Do you know are the still other way to read that? Some people there. might read that headline as well. Mm. Who only read the headline? 
come to the mark. Of course they do. That's exactly it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is a call to arms. Call to arms. And this presents a real problem for Rishi, who I haven't got a lot of time for, but even Rishi, who maybe wants to, woke up this morning thinking, you know, maybe rolled over and said to his wife, Jesus Christ, I've got to change my socks today and I've got to get rid of Suella Braverman, but I can't. And maybe it isn't just about WhatsApp. We have a dangerous situation now. No, I was being facetious when I said that. No, no, no. But she, she's kind of weaponized the ability to sack her. Because if she sacked the day before the march tomorrow, that could that in and of itself could be an absolute sort of mobilizer of fury and hatred and a belief that you're not allowed to say what you feel in this country. Because that that's that let's face it, that's what everyone gets getting that's what sort of the far right and all that lot again sort of really up in arms about, isn't it? We want our right to say what we want and be what we want and do what we want and not talk to anyone else in the world and be you know. Um and, and sit in a cupboard. That's fine. But that's, that. you know, the, the decision to sack her, I, I, although I think he, he, she should be sacked, I think it's gone way beyond this. You know, her being sacked is, is she's generated this this d- dilemma. She's generated this, she's, I'm sorry, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to be around the bush. She's generated hate speech and she's she's mobilized and she's in, in bold um, activists. Um, even the police, there's a piece here. Um... I just want to find monthly, oh, where is it? Oh, yeah, behind, look at this in the Times. Behind the scenes at the Metropolitan Police on the day that uh, Mark Rowley went in to see um, uh, Rishi Sunak and was, you know, convinced him that, look, we haven't got enough intelligence and what have you. He came out, they felt that everything would be done with, dealt with, sorted, and all that kind of stuff. But apparently there's, there's a description here that as soon as they got back to, there was a really interesting, uh, 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 no help. Uh, let me just find it. Late night. Uh, 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 uh. Oh, within a few hours after he'd come back from uh-huh. seeing Rishi Sunak, the atmosphere at Metropolitan Police headquarters changed to one of shock as news filtered through that the Home Secretary had written an incendiary opinion piece that contradicted Sunak. Mm. And there are many members of the police who believe she's directly put the police at risk. Well, that's what we said yesterday. Of course she has. Yeah, but you need it from someone else. It's just yeah, no, no, I know. I mean, you know I mean, yeah, just no, I didn't it mean is. it like that. But it's like, yeah, I mean, straight away, I thought like, you know, you think of the police, you think of the families of the police that are going out on that day, running towards. I mean, I know there's there's it's so fate, much we're unhappy with the police. There's so much. There is so much we're unhappy with. But Mark Rowley has been brought in to be very strict and to get order back, and um, and then this happens. See, there's freedom of speech and there's freedom of protest and then there's freedom of... And I think what's getting dangerous is Suella Bravman knows she's playing fast and loose with what freedom... This isn't about freedom of speech with Suella Bravman. This is, this is about her having put political pressure on the Metropolitan Police to bend the rules and potentially act illegally. That's that's. There's no two two I mean, ways about it. It doesn't mean you can just say whatever you want. Well, it's, it's so twisted. It's MeTube like, said it really beautifully a few weeks ago. Freedom of speech is about having freedom of speech and using and and, and uh, using that freedom responsibly. Exactly. To call people hate marchers, I mean, you know, the power of that little shift in language. Mm. You know, it's just so everybody that's walking is is on that march is filled with hate. No, and what no, with no, no love and no hope. 
No, but this, but this is what she's done, and this is where her freedom of speech is is debatable because what she's done is, you know, most sensible thinking people on that march, Jewish, um, Palestinian, Arab, Christian, whatever, know that they're not, they're not hate marchers, right? It's not a difficult equation to know that supporting Palestine doesn't mean you mean you're supporting doesn't mean you're supporting terrorism. Supporting uh, wanting a ceasefire doesn't mean you're sanctioning the hostage taking and and not negotiating. By the way, not. by the way, the Guardian reporting quite strongly yesterday that Netanyahu refused a ceasefire that was attached to the release of the hostages. He refused it. So let's just double down and let's dig into what is that in the Guardian? Yeah, in the Guardian. Yeah. On the front page, I think it was yesterday. Netanyahu refused a ceasefire that would have secured the safe passage of hostages. So imagine you what that's like if your family is one of those hostages. What but what I don't that? understand is, is the what? constantly shifting goalposts. You those can't say it's this thing. And then when it's offered people. to you, you don't take it. No. It, it, but anyway, 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 going, going, on. On, going off that, going back to, so go, yeah, no, what, so what she's done in saying that most people obviously, obviously on the march, let's just, let's just assume most normal people know it's a peace march about peacefulness and, and wanting and everything to war. stop and stopping war and all that kind of stuff. By her saying what she's saying, she's, t- she's not saying to those people, your hate marches and everyone is going, oh no, I'm suddenly a hate march. And what she's saying to people is other people who have no comprehension of the subtleties or nuances involved in any of this. She's just saying anyone on the march is a hate march. And they go, oh yeah, they're all hate marches. <laughs> and they all pop down there. We drove past the cenotaph last night and there's a police presence around it. You know, no one's interested from the peace march in, in, in disrupting the cenotaph. So let's bring the light in because the oh, light yeah. came in today. And when Mark read me this, I'm not, I'm 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 going to be straight. I actually cried. I got tearful. Uh, I because I I thought, where can we find the light through this darkness? Where can we find it? And today, some light came in. I agree. And this yeah. is this is the British Legion, who are the organisers of Remembrance Sunday. Uh, they have said, in no uncertain terms that uh, what their members fought to, our armed forces, play a vital role in protecting the rights and freedoms of everyone in UK society, including the right to protest. So the organisers of the armistice, just like Winston Churchill's grandson, have said they absolutely have the right to protest. That's what Armistice Day is about. That's a beautiful thing. I have no issue. In fact, I actively think it's right to wear a poppy and to wear a free the hostages or uh, you know uh, free Gaza, um, it, there's no there's no collision here. You know, we all have to just stand in each other's shoes just for a minute. I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday, actually a Jewish friend of mine, and we were saying, just imagine if we could get the world to just stand in. Every, everybody shifts their shoes around, and everybody stands in somebody else's shoes just for a minute with just a. Just, just with a moment of silence. Mm. Imagine, mm. imagine how much could be fixed with that. So, everybody's feelings are valid, but not when you point the finger at another person for having the feeling that they're having, and that's the mess that we're in, and that's her whipping that up. And to have this moment today mm, from totally. the organisers of the armistice, and you know, we then you were talking about your grand and your nan and granddad mm. who, who who fought in World War Two, and my grandfather who was in the RAF, my Ganny, <clears throat> and I was talking to my mum actually a few weeks ago about 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 the war, World War Two, and I didn't realise he had been away for almost seven years. Yeah, yeah, well. I, I never realised seven years out of her life. And mm. my mum's mum 
didn't like going into the air raid shelter. The, Anders- so she- is it the Anderton, Anderton shelters, or Anderson shelters. Well, it's in the yeah. garden. Yeah, yeah, the little... Yeah. So my mum used to go in by herself and she hated it. She was so terrified. She hated it. She was terrified of the spiders. I've told some of you guys this before and she always sleeps my mum yeah, like yeah, this yeah, yeah, yeah. with her hands like that, pulling the duvet over her head, still now at 87. My six, I can remember my mum's age. And, I, and it made me... Oh, sorry, sorry just, it just made me think again about... To just, whether it's Gaza, whether it's Israel when the rockets were coming in, whether it's Syria, whether it's, you know, remember Iraq when the bombs came down. What happens to a person when they've, that fear, night after night after night. Hmm. What When I see my mum hmm. at this age now, still doing that when she goes to sleep, you know, my mum is very stoic, never complains, never says anything. But I noticed that when yes. I was a child. And I just think, again, just putting yourself in somebody else's shoes, and go, God, what is that actually like? Hmm. Hmm. How do you get over that? How hmm. do you move on from that? And so, you know, when we were talking this morning, weren't we, about the poppy and how it's about remembering the lost, the souls that just were just lost. Hmm. Mm. And, you know, it's a beautiful thing. So that was the light today. Yeah, I mean, if there's anything to be found in any war of, in, in history, it's, it, it's, it's your, the, the war is for peace. Now, I mean, of course, you know, it, by, by the same standard, yeah, I just, I just want to pull this up because James O'Brien on LBC kind of drew this parallel, which is, I think, a quite a, a good one. Surely the Armistice Day, Day event and protest Palestinian march both have freedom and peace in common. I've felt that from the get-go. I, I also can't Abby. see what difference there is between Cruella and Trump when he incited violence. I, I, yeah. I agree. I think this is, this is <clears throat> stochastic... Terrorism is the phrase, which is where you throw red meat to a sort of baying part of your population or group of people and you give them misinformation. And some, uh, Aaron Bullimore, you've just reminded us. I've got a funny feeling an awful lot of people or people who are going to want to cause aggro from the far right or sort of, you know, you know, troublesome groups. They may well turn up on the wrong day and wonder where the hell everyone is, because, of course, the march is happening on Saturday and Remembrance Sunday is on Remembrance Sunday. So there is this real kind of purposeful confusion right down to, you know, sort of clickbaity kind of comments from... Uh, you know, every poppy seller is going to be safe because they're seizing upon a fracas that's, of course, regrettable and condemnable and terrible. And terrible. Um, but to but the police have said no, no poppy sellers are, are, are at risk. The British Legion has says we're fine. We're, we're getting no. So how much of that was a one-off incident? Mm-hmm. And how many people get an elbow in the face or a kick in the groin when you're walking mm-hmm. into a football stadium? I keep using this analogy because football football fans are becoming part of this somehow because of bloody Cruella Cruella Braverman. And you know, result. we were at the march last weekend and. Honestly, there were Jewish people there. There were there were Muslim people there. There were Christian people there. There were people that were asking for peace. That that is what they are asking mm. for. So it is mm. a march of love. Yeah. That's what I would say. So Ella says a hate march. I would say it's a love march. And and anyone that's marching there is not well, not anyone, but I mean certainly many, and certainly myself, are not condoning terrorism when we are asking for peace for mm. everybody mm. and for the hostages to be returned and for the bombing to stop so Simple. just a couple of other points on this before we kind of wrap up on the um uh on the the story of of israel and, and palestine just just two 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 important stories um a story being run by itv news obviously we've heard an, a lot about the regrettable and awful rise of anti-semitic incidents that have been happening against british jewish people 
Um, I think incidents have risen by something like uh, it's a catastrophic number, like 574% or something. Um, so, you know, many more instances, many, many Jewish people not feeling as safe as they did. And I can totally understand that. Um, but ITV News, interestingly, giving the same sort of attention and balance. Uh, Islamophobic incidents up by 600% also since the Hamas attack, as people wrongly identify most Muslim people as in any way inherently supporting Hamas, which is obviously the red meat that again has been thrown to the Bayan crowds by the by, by Sura Bravman. And, 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 and I'm not going to pass comment on this at all, but I do want to share this bit of information with you, something that is, is, is bouncing around on, on social media. Um, I think it's an important piece of information. I think it's a duty for us all to be aware of it. Uh, this was in the Jewish Chronicle, an interview with uh, Suella Braverman. Um, I think in 2016, she was talking about her husband, Rael, who is Jewish. She works for Mercedes-Benz. Um, she says the Jewish community is her community. Um, he's lived in Israel. We have close family members who serve in the IDF. My children will be raised with a strong sense of Jewish values and their Jewish heritage. So that's just a little bit of background information there in terms of what you know, who knows to what extent Suella Bravman is being able to take her own emotional sort of, uh, you know, dimension out of this. And, and, and it does raise questions around being a home secretary, being in a, in a position of, of seniority in government and potentially having um, a sort of, you know, well-meaning vested interest in one side of a highly contentious conflict. I think if you have that sort of embedded connection, as she rightly says, you know, she says there, her husband, you know, is connected with a lot of people in the IDF, the Israeli Defense Force, then it makes you wonder whether you should start to almost actively not be making so many public pronouncements about it, because because you're, it begins to feel like there could be an agenda. An emotional there. investment. Yeah, yeah, and I think you know, I think it's and emotions are everywhere, and they are high. And thank you, there. Somebody just asking about the um, choir. Thank you for reminding me. You know, my friend, yes, yes, Titi yes, yes. Gritty, um, her, many of you pre-ordered the uh, single, Golden, that is released today. We're going to put the link under here. Yes. Please, please support it. She's my dear friend that went through horrible, aggressive breast cancer with three young children. She's come through the other side. She's an amazing person that spent so much time even though she's got three kids, raising funds. She does so many brilliant things. She managed to get Joss Stone as part of the, the, the oh, single. Amazing. She amazing. did that. Like She's, she's amazing. Mm. And um, it's released today. And I cannot tell you what it would mean if this single could get to number one because all the money is going to Future Dreams Charity. And um, they do really important work and they do work with um, secondary breast cancer. And, you know, this is it's, it's just amazing. So she was on the rain this morning and it would be it would just be amazing if you could support it. Thank Brilliant. You. Yeah. No, there you go. And we'll pop the link underneath. Christine, Bet, just quickly or just off the back of that. Did you hear that Israel is going to stop bombing for four hours out of 24? Yeah. And I don't think anyone's grateful for that, to be honest with you, because, <laughs> you know, 24 hours would be nice. There's 20 hours where they're still bombing. So what are they going to do? Get aid in, get people out. And then bomb it the again. Doctors Without Borders and other aid agencies are saying that this is really just, they can't do what they need no. to do because All the there are so are many that. injured, there are so many, there are so many um, people trapped in the rubble that they, they need it to just stop. For humanitarian reasons, it needs to just stop now because... Yeah, no, I mean, of course, I mean, someone said yesterday, oh, you must, you must, of course, yes, yes, four hours, four hours is great. You know four what? Four hours is better than nothing, but what, what, what is, what these aid agencies and the doctors and the hospitals are really worried about is 
that this will become the only thing that's going to happen. Mm. And the problem is that 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 from a humanitarian point of view, it's just it's just not enough. I so also I also fix anything. I also think there's. I mean, I do think that they are monitoring the kind <laughs> of uh, the crim, the the acts of international criminals sort of violations that have happened that have happened on both sides. Just quickly, it's really it's really dangerous that we're seeing images come through of Israeli soldiers popping up Israeli flags on Gaza beaches. This this is dangerous on a in a purely war kind of international war UN kind of international law situation. It's incredibly dangerous because that reaches beyond what the original thing is, which yeah. is hostages and Hamas. And because that and, area is know. so fragile, you yeah. know, we just want it's gonna aggravate. We want the hostages back. We want the bombing to stop. Mm. And then we want to talk and we want to stop. We mm. want to just put a well, don't forget how fragile that region region is. And mm. we don't it you know we don't want it mm. Kicking off f- further out. And just finally, I have to yeah, 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 I'll join you afterwards when I finish. Yeah. Um, just quickly, Susan Cock, unfortunately, it's not only the media that's inciting people have seen some shocking and relentless posts from one certain celebrity, so sad and scary. Mm. Can't, can't work out who that might be. Mm. Um, okay, I was just going to quickly run past you a bit, <coughs> bit of news. I'm a celebrity before you head off. I'm going to run through the, the list, but Britney, sisters, Britney Spears' sister is in there. Oh, my God. And guess who else? Who? Nigel Farage. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's what the sun is. It the sun? No, the oh mirror are reporting. Oh my god! The mirror are reporting. Um, let me just. Uh, oh no! Yeah, Tony Bellew, Nella Rose, uh, Nigel Nigel Farage is in there. Grace Dent, the food critic and judge. Um, yeah, Nigel Farage. Jamie Lynn Spears. That's um, an amazing get. Jamie Spears. I think Nigel Farage is an amazing No, guy. I don't. I don't want to hear him spouting that hate. Marvin Humes. I don't want to hear that. Nigel Farage, there he is. So he's got a huge, a huge, a huge audience now that he can... Josie Gibson. Mm. Uh, Nick Picard. Oh, Fre- Josie Fred- Gibson. Yeah. Josie Gibson. Yeah. She's, I'm going to vote for the entire Fred, time. Fred Siri. Siri. Oh, I love Fred. Josie Gibson. Josie Gibson. Josie Gibson. Sam, Th- oh, Sam Thompson's in there. Oh, oh I, I love, love Sam. him. He's, oh, he's funny. Great. Oh, he's that's great. a great lineup apart so, from Nigel Farage. Uh, well, but Josie Gibson, basically, for me, I'm going to be voting for it the whole time. Well, there you go. Because I love her. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to do quiz of the week and then I'll, I'll run up and join you. Curly Cooks of Croydon tomorrow is um, all Palestinian dishes. It's going to be delicious. It's going to be fabulous. We'll let you know the time a It'll bit be later. After, obviously after 11 o'clock. Later. All right. Okay. So, love, I've got to go. All right, guys. Um, what was I going to say? What was the other thing? Uh, oh, monthly. Oh, monthly. This is a sweet story. I'll just quickly touch on this. This is just a piece in the Times about how visiting your grandparents every month can add years to their life. Uh, something that we were mindful of, actually, with our nanny Thelma. And um, just like we were talking to Betty on the phone last night, and Nanny Di comes every week. Um, so it's it's just, it is really important. Compared with people who were visited at least once a month, those who were never visited by friends and family were 39% more likely to die during the 13-year study. Regular contact with family helps people stay active and engaged as they age, which is obvious isn't it it keeps them stimulated it keeps them thinking keeps them plugged in and relevant um i always quote richard e grant when he said one of his biggest missions in life this was 15 years ago is to to furnish himself with as many young friends as possible and young people it's really key that youngsters really connect with their grandparents because there was a message that maddie sent quite a while back to to nads which is so sweet you know not only are our parents were they once kids and like us as young adults but so too were our grandparents my nan always used to say 
I don't feel any older or any wiser. Well, no, she didn't say wiser, but she didn't feel any older in her heart than a 17-year-old when she was 17 and she just wanted to go dancing. All my nan wanted to do was dance. Isn't that wonderful? That was her biggest passion was dance. Oh, bless her. really was. Dance, was it? Dance and love, guys. All right, sweetie. See you in t- two ticks. Um, and finally, Robert De Niro, He's uh, his company must pay former assistant $1.2 million um, after reaching across the court in New York and screaming shame on you. It would appear that he's been, he's had personal liability or responsibility removed. Um, she was she, uh, she was suing for twelve million, but she's she's received some compensation for gender discrimination and retaliation. Um, but I would just pay money to see the judge's face when he sat in a court and uh, Robert De Niro from Goodfellas is leaning across, going screaming shame on you. So it's, it's a little bit scary, isn't it? Um, so who's ready? Okay, guys. So look, for those of you who know the channel, uh, we are now going to be doing a quiz of the week. For those of you who want to move on, I would, yeah, trot on and have a lovely day and have a lovely Friday and we'll see you in the morning for all sorts of weirdness. Uh, and there's also um, a curious bit of vlogging uh, landing later today. Um, so let's find Quiz of the Week. Are you are you all set, guys? Have you got your pens and paper? Quiz, 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 do be. There we go. Okay, so this is Quiz of the Week for the end of the week. What a week it's been. <sighs> Question one. You get ABC options here. A night of glitz and glamour saw stars including Olivia Coleman, Gugu Mbatha-Raw, sorry, I can't pronounce her name correctly, and Alicia Rosso celebrate a year of achievement at the Harper's Bazaar Women of the Year Awards. But which of the following was not honoured? Who of the following was not honoured? Uh, performance artist Marina Abramovich, A. Musician Janelle Monet, B. Or tennis legend Serena Williams, C. Which of those three were not honoured at the Harper's Bazaar Women of the Year Awards? Was it A, performance artist Marina Abramovich, B, musician Janelle Monet, or C, tennis legend Serena Williams? Ding, ding. Oh, I'll tell you what I'm going to do. I'm just going to move over to here because I can't... StreamYard slows up for some reason. When it's coming over here. I don't think oh, here we go, you see. I've got you here. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. C, lots of Katie Johnson saying C, Ellery Jones saying C. You're absolutely right. It was tennis legend C, Nina Williams. Question two, a new image of a very young star captured by NASA's James Webb Space Telescope allowed scientists to see for the first time what our own sun looked like when it was a baby. What did our sun look like when it was a baby? Just a great big shiny it's a great big shiny hole. Um, in which constellation was it found? This example of what our sun looked like as a child. Was it in A, Cassiopeia, B, Orion, or C, Perseus? Was it in A, Cassiopeia, B, Orion, or C, Perseus? So if you thought, oh my God, it's always the cricket and golf questions that get me now, it's probably the astronomy questions that have got you too. Oh, I'm muffled, am I? Oh, hang on. Let me Let me... Let me do something about that. Just one second. I will be back.
Is, your, is it your Bluetooth? No. Turn your Bluetooth off. Frozen. Have we frozen? Oh, no. Have we frozen? Please come back. I am here. I am here. Oh, it's, I'm here. It's saying I'm back now. I've turned all my Bluetooth off. Can you hear me? Yeah. No, not you. I'm talking to them. Yep, yeah, I'm back. I'm all right down here. Turn your phone off and start again. And I'm just saying. Um, okay, so uh, the answer was B, Orion. Orion. Question three. King Charles outlined the government's priorities for the year in his first King's speech as monarch. Tougher sentences for the most serious criminals, and on most false evictions, a new data protection legislation wasn't in the King's speech. Which of these wasn't in the King's speech. Question two's answer was B. Uh, which of these wasn't in the King's speech? A, a ban on so-called conversion therapy. B, a legal framework for self-driving cars. Or C, bans for these bans. Which of those wasn't in the King's speech? A, a ban on so-called conversion therapy. Uh, for self-driving, all green plans for a phased ban on smoking. Lots of you saying C, a ban on smoking. Uh, let's get rid of that. Da, 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 da. Let's get rid of that. There we go. Muffled. Sorry, I don't know what to do about it, guys. I'll plow on. I'll plow on. That's frustrating, isn't it? The answer is A. 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 Ban on so-called conversion therapy. Question four. Question four. Oh, God. Iger Swiatek beat Jessica Pegula to win tennis season's WTA finals in Cancun. Who did she replace as number one? A, Coco Gauff, B, Eleanor Rabakina, or C, Arena Sabalinka. Bloody hell. Nix, you've got three out of three. Iga Swiatek beat Jessica Pegula uh, to go back to the top of the women's rankings. Who did she replace as number one? A, Coco Gauff, B, Eleanor Rabakina, or C, Arena Sabalinka. Which are those? C. C, Arena Sabalinka. Question five. A very rare blue diamond was sold for more than $40 million at a Christie's auction in Geneva. But what was the precious stone called? Was it A, Blue Royale, B, Blue Moon, or C, Oppenheimer Blue? The very rare blue diamond was sold for more than $40 million at Christie's. But what was the precious stone called? A, Blue Royal, B, Blue Moon, or C, Oppenheimer Blue? Did it, did it, did it, do. A, Blue, Blue Royale. Question six, Taylor Swift's re-recording of a crossover pop album 1989 became the fastest selling record of 2023 in both the US and the UK. 
1989 is the fourth studio album that the artist has remade. Which of her other records are fans still waiting to be reissued? Is it A, Red, B, Speak New, or C, Taylor Swift? Guess that's the title of it. <laughs> Taylor Swift's re-recording, which... Uh, which of her other records are fans still waiting to be re-recorded and reissued? A, Red, B, Speak Now, or C, Taylor Swift? C, Taylor Swift. And final question, because I can't tell if anyone can hear anything or anyone's getting anywhere. A, uh, no, not A. <laughs> Elon Musk joined the AI race by launching a chatbot on, on X, formerly Twitter, called Grok. The name comes from a term coined by which celebrated science fiction writer? A, Isaac Asimov, B, Arthur C. Clarke, or C, Robert A. Heinlein. Heinlein, Heinlein. Um, he's got a, uh, Elon Musk joined the AI race by uh, creating a, a chatbot called Grok. But what does the name come from? From which science fiction writer? A, Isaac Asimov, B, Arthur C. Clarke, or C, Robert A. Heinlein, Heinlein. I think for Faith, we're going to keep keep the old, you know, BBC Friday quiz going. But I, I think I might have to start looking for different quizzes because these questions are a bit shit. Let's be honest. They're a bit shit. Um, did anyone get anywhere near six? If you can if you can hear anything. The answer is C, Robert A. Heinlein. I've never heard of him. Robert A. Heinlein. Never heard of him. Author of works such as Starship Troopers, The Moon is a Harsh Mistress and Time Enough for Love. Good God. There you go, guys. Well, look, we're going to head off. Um, lots of love. Have a good Friday. And I'm going to sit here and through the medium of waving my hand, say farewell for Juby. Sonia Donovan got five. Um, uh, it's in Fallout franchise. Oh, okay. What was the answer to six? Oh my God. I can't remember. Someone will tell you. Someone will tell you. What was the answer to six, guys? The last one. What was it? I can't remember what the question was. Taylor Swift. It was C. It was C. All right, guys. Have a lovely day. Lots of love and stay safe. <laughs>